found my first grey chest hair a couple of days ago. Uh, and I'm, I'm just a few days away from turning 30, so it's it's really, really hammering home the fact that I am uh, aging. Just you know, my body, my body's just given up producing pigment. <laughs> You're over the hill. That's it's right. all downhill from here. That's brother. right. As I've passed my uh, the peak of my physical uh, prowess. <laughs> I think you passed that peak when you were about 11. <laughs> All right, that was The Beatles with Boys, and The Beatles used to drive the girls crazy. The Beatles had a giant, crazy fandom, and today we are talking about that. Crazy fandoms. Some celebrities, some TV shows, some movies, some artists are known for having intense, dedicated fans. My name is Morgan, I am a Hulkamaniac, and I am joined by a couple of other Hulkamaniacs, <laughs> Lachlan. Hello. Brother. And Bradley. Hello. <laughs> How are we today, super fans? Uh, excellent. Oh, I am straight stanning. <laughs> that's some uh, that's some lingo that the kids are using these days. Yeah, I I heard that term recently, mm. and apparently it uh, is a portmanteau of stalker fan. And I was like, oh, I thought it was from the Eminem song. Yeah, so did I. I thought it <laughs> was a, a reference to yeah that Eminem song. Fuck, I'm really out of touch. Called Stan. But maybe maybe the Eminem song is about that. That's why the character is named Stan instead of Jeffrey or something. Ah, oh. uh, you think Eminem He's was uh, ahead of the way curve ahead of the by way like fifteen years, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, would you guys consider yourselves super fans of anything, anyone? Are you into anything enough to be labelled an obsessive fan? Uh, I don't think I care enough about anything to be labelled anything about anything. To be honest, I just. Uh. I just don't have any enthusiasm enthusiasm left in my life. <laughs> Not even your son. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I mean he has be, his days. <laughs> I used to be a crazy um, big fan of certain bands and stuff yeah. in high school, but now I'm just like, oh, music's all right. Oh, back in yeah, high school, whatever. Music is life. Put that all over your MySpace yeah. page. <laughs> yeah, I know. Change the MySpace song. Um, was the biggest decision. That's right. Yeah, that's what's right. Gonna, what's going to play? What's going to play when people log onto your page yeah. and right. they can't stop uh, it from playing? I'm just going to make you listen <laughs> to this right. awesome band. That's Deal right. with it. Uh, that was embarrassing, that shit, now thinking about it. I think I had, like, a loan in December by Under Oath or something like oh that. Oh, my it's God, fucking, Brad. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, Always been a badass, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Angsty. <laughs> Man, I haven't changed what music I listened to since I was 14, so, like, yeah, but you're not well, you're not crazy you? passionate about it anymore, I would no, imagine. No, 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 no. The only thing I'm super passionate about is ice hockey, but not to the level that, you know, I paint my body red and black and wear devil horns or anything like that, you know? Like, some of those like super fans. <laughs> Putty from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, um, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, sometimes you see that there are events and stuff where it's like Simpsons trivia night and you can go along and you answer it questions about the simpsons and yep. it's really esoteric oh. simpsons stuff like what was the um you know background gag in season six episode five when mm. homer's walking past this or something and you're like who the fuck knows this but there are people that know that yeah i don't know i yeah, think I, I, really... I think i could compete in that sort of thing if it was specifically oh, simpsons think, trivia i think i could too as long as it was like seasons two to nine or whatever but oh yeah, yeah. If, 
if um yeah that sort of stuff i'm like i don't really want to go along because i feel kind of embarrassed to be in a room full of people shouting out simpsons references all the time <laughs> yeah as much as i <laughs> as much as i'd be able to keep up with most of it i feel like it's just a little too much yeah, yeah. you have you have the knowledge and the uh like you like it but you don't want to advertise that and make it a defining trait of your image yeah just enjoy stuff in the privacy of your own home. And that's right. Don't annoy, don't annoy other people with it. Yeah, yeah. just keep right. your cringy shit to yourself. I yeah, guess. you don't have to it's be, like you, don't have to be out and proud like that. Yeah, you know, there's um, a lot on you're not on Facebook anymore, but you get those Facebook memories, and that's it's right. Like, get on Facebook. <laughs> it's like, do you want to be embarrassed about something you did five or six years ago or <laughs> eight years ago? And it's like when I was. 19 or 20 and all the stupid shit i used to put on my wall um but you know i'd be like oh my god you got to listen to this band they're amazing and i'm like i would never ever dream of doing that i know you know i like i like certain tv shows i like certain bands and stuff i would never be like publicly broadcasting oh you gotta check this out this is so cool it's rare Uh, enough that you recommend it to like the two of us your best friends (laughs) like you won't you won't tell us to listen to a song let alone everyone you have on facebook yeah I, it's, those memories are great but in the cringiest fucking way like i oh, see the way that i always type as well like totes and shit like that oh like, nah. my god oh, Brad. i'm done i'm done oh, you used to always any word that ended with a ck <laughs> and this isn't related to crazy fandoms it's just we've gotten into the cringy teen nostalgia any word that ended with a That's ck a you would replace it with a double k so <laughs> Pick would be P-I-K-K. And I called you out on it once and you're like, oh, that's just the way I spell it. And it's always really pissed me off. I'm glad you don't do it anymore. But I hope I hope you feel bad about yourself. Oh, I do. So bad. I would type lols a lot, like L-O-L-Z. I don't even know. Oh, I still do that ironically, though. No, uh, I know, but I wasn't being ironic there. I thought <laughs> I was fucking, it was peak humor at the time. And it's, it's just so fucking cringy now. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's almost another episode in itself. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't so know if I'm ready. Not- I don't know if I'm ready to make myself that vulnerable to our listeners no. to talk no, about my teen it. self. Lachlan, you've got a you got a bunch of like merchandise from different things, right? Yeah. Like in the form of Pez and figurines and stuff like that. Are you a super fan of any of that shit? Naruto or something? You like Death Note? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> What's the weeby shit you like? Anime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I short for animation. <laughs> I I used to watch Naruto. I haven't watched it for a long time, and you know, Death Note's a good anime series. I like anime, but I'm not like dressing up wearing fucking anime clothing and shit and running around with <laughs> my like arms anti? behind myself. <laughs> you I draw the like, line at body don't pillows, like don't you, Logan? Look, what I do in my bedroom is none of your business. <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> um, no, you know, I like I yeah, I have little figurines and stuff. Like I got little Pokemon figurines and. Yeah, it's it's stuff that I like, but it all stays in my house. I'm not, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't talk to people about it unless they specifically you don't ask. Go to conventions with it? Oh fuck no! no you show the appropriate level of shame. I get it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I enjoy these <laughs> things. I'm ashamed of them, so I keep them to myself. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That That's is right. exactly the so way to do it. Before we each talk about. Before we each talk about our uh, chosen fandom, Lockie, do you want to crack open a cold one with the boys? It's time to crack open a cold one with the boys. I'm a super fan of beer, actually. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll say oh, yeah. that. 
so this week I have, since 1932, Tiger World Acclaimed Asian Lager, which, oh. if the label is to, to be believed, is an award-winning full-bodied beer. Mm. Uh, so it's from Singapore. Oh, I don't, I so don't believe this is actually brewed uh, in... Oh, no, it is brewed in Singapore. Sorry, I spoke prematurely. Mm. Nice. Uh, so- what are we? 1.3 standard drinks. It is a lager. Uh, for optimal enjoyment, serve chilled at 4 to 6 degrees Celsius. Mm. Yeah, come on. I'm with it. <laughs> I believe Brad had a question. I was going to say, so it won a Singapore beer award. That's uh, I guess so. That's, <laughs> the, that's um, not setting the bar high. The tiger on top looks very similar to the um, Richmond Tigers tiger, Lego. Oh, which is an AFL team for those not familiar with our local sports. And good luck to Richmond in their grand final this week when they play against um, the Atlanta Falcons. Brisbane. <laughs> Simpsons reference, but yeah. yeah, I think this episode will come out before the grand final, <laughs> which we uh, don't know who's playing in it. Yeah, I like it. Cool. All right, oh. very nice. Maybe it was worthy of that award. Yeah, award-winning Asian beer. Good job. <laughs> um, all right, so we've each chosen a fandom to talk about, and I think I might go first with my fandom, oh. if that's all right with you guys. Oh. I guess so. Um, Rick and Morty is <laughs> the greatest television show of all time. I get all the jokes, obviously, and I connect very strongly with Rick Sanchez and his nihilistic atheist outlook. I took a free IQ test online and got over 150. My parents don't understand me and my school teachers are all idiots. Girls don't like me because I talk about really intelligent stuff like philosophy and physics. And all they want to do is talk about makeup and clothes. <laughs> I literally can't have a conversation with anyone who is of average intelligence. I am the typical Rick and Morty fan. <laughs> Did you read that verbatim from Reddit or something? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I actually really like Rick and Morty, but just like show. every good TV show that got really big really quickly, a small subset of its fan base is full of intense people who think they are the only true fans and everyone else is a poser. No true Scotsman fallacy. I found Rick and Morty between seasons two and season three, uh, like a lot of Rick and Morty fans, I think. I didn't find it before that because I don't spend all my free time watching cartoons on Adult Swim on the off chance that Adult Swim actually has anything good on it for once. (laughs) Anyway, Rick and Morty is a very good show. It is very cleverly written. Not cleverly as in it is the smartest show ever written and the creators are 200 IQ geniuses. (laughs) I mean that it's cleverly written because it is written to have mass appeal while still being original and different to most other mass appeal crap on television. (laughs) Rick and Morty appeal as, appeals to the simpletons who like the catchphrases, the edgy jokes, and the over-the-top violence. It also appeals to regular people who just like funny stuff because it's funny. Normal people like funny stuff. They like to watch funny shows and enjoy funny stuff <laughs> that's normal. It also appeals... Love a love a It also appeals to big brain smart people who like to watch a show that includes a lot of science fiction that hasn't been totally dumbed down and deals with big ideas in philosophy and big ideas in science. But it also appeals, unfortunately, to those of slightly above average intelligence who think they are of well above average intelligence. (laughs) 
They think that rewatching episodes and catching a sight gag or a callback means they get all of the jokes in Rick and Morty, and anyone who missed that particular sight gag or callback is not a real fan. They confuse having heard of a scientific term with actually understanding the actual science behind it. <laughs> they think that no one else in the world ponders existence or worries that life may not have purpose and may actually be meaningless. They think they're the only ones who think about these big questions, and Rick and Morty is the only piece of art that has ever grappled with these ideas. And that would be fine if they kept their smug sense of superiority to themselves. <laughs> but when you are the only Rick in a world full of Jerry's, you have to let everyone know how much smarter you are than them, how much better you are than them, and how much more profound your ideas are. Here are some examples of these types in actions. These are screenshots of conversations that have been shared around. So, there's a closed Facebook group called The Real Ricks, oh, with only 98 Jesus members. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and the creator posted it and said, I have created a group for people who are similar to Rick with intelligence and personality. If you wish to apply, feel free. The sentence has poor punctuation, but that doesn't necessarily correlate with intelligence. But some guy asks, can I be admin? And the creator replies, can you explain the different levels of conscious and explain how to fix humanity first or the current broken system we live in? What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, he said conscious, not consciousness. Just consciousness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, someone posted a picture of Rick yelling at Morty to help clean up the dead bodies of the parallel universe um, with the caption, let's be real, this was your first existential crisis. And some dickhead commented on it. Oh, here we go. My life, my entire life is an existential crisis. It comes with, it comes naturally with intelligence. Good. Shut up. And then he replied, intelligent. <laughs> And then, as all geniuses do, he replied to his own comment and said, especially when you your young life, you spend your young life looking at things objectively and with different perspectives, and you're stuck surrounded by religious idiots blindly following the beliefs that their parents forced upon them in childhood. <sighs> religious Religion is poisonous abuse to a brilliant mind. Why is it always <laughs> the fucking atheists? Why? Uh, <laughs> give the rest of us a bad name. Uh, and someone else. Uh, so I mentioned Rick and Morty at work today with my female co-workers, none of whom are fans. And one of them said, yeah, I tried watching a few episodes, but I didn't really get it. And it took everything in my power not to reply, yeah, because it's meant for smart people. <laughs> and then this other one, um, this guy saw a girl wearing a Rick and Morty shirt and he said, hey, nice shirt. Do you understand what your shirt is from? And he's bragging about this conversation on Reddit. So this is extra embarrassing. Uh-huh. And she says, ha ha, um, yeah, it's like a shirt from a cartoon show or something like that. Get swifty, <laughs> ha ha. And he wrote, have you ever watched any of the episodes? Um, yeah, like I've watched a few, but I saw this at Hot Topic and thought it was cute, ha ha. And he says, how many schmeckles did you pay for it? Oh, God. She goes, um, what? Ha, I paid like $20 for it. I don't know what schmeckles are. And he mm. says, point proven. Have a nice day, miss. <laughs> Tipped his fedora and really? walked up. I am <laughs> yeah, really cringing. Uh, really wrecked her. Uh, um, so, this this is the sort of thing that gives uh, Rick and Morty fans a bad name, is all the smug self-righteousness of mm-hmm. fans online. Um, but the quintessential Rick and Morty <laughs> cringe moment was the Szechuan sauce. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The Szechuan sauce. Yeah, I knew this was going there is a very very funny joke in Rick and Morty about how Rick is motivated solely by his desire to get his hands on more Szechuan sauce, 
which is a promotional source from McDonald's for the 1998 Disney film Mulan. Mm -hmm. It was a ridiculous joke, so over the top, and so silly. Rick doesn't care about anything and just wants some delicious sauce for his chicken McNuggets. Ha ha, that's a good joke. (laughs) And that's where 95% of Rick and Morty fans went with the joke. That's funny. What a funny joke. The other 5%, though... Good lord, they want to be like Rick, they think they are Rick. If Rick wants Szechuan sauce, then so do I. I have no original thought. I take jokes too far. My role model is a cunty cartoon (laughs) character. I am the typical Rick and Morty fan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So, the people who run McDonald's, ever the opportunists, decide to capitalise on these poor, sad people and announce that they would bring back Szechuan sauce at certain locations. But only on one day and in limited quantities. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Oh, uh, no. Wait, well, you guys have no Szechuan sauce? No. I want Szechuan sauce. Where's my Szechuan sauce? I'm Pickle Rick. What below the dog dog? I'm Pickle Rick. 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 I'm Pickle Rick. 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 <laughs> so, on October 7, 2017, Rick and Morty fans gathered in front of specific McDonald's locations for the sauce. It was to become available at 2pm, and staff realised very quickly that they were outnumbered. There were more people than packets of sauce. Very sad videos started appearing on YouTube. <laughs> people abusing McDonald's staff for running out of the sauce. Cringy videos of the lines of superfans outside of McDonald's shouting catchphrases and jokes from the show. Uh-huh. There was a video of a guy selling nuggets dipped in Szechuan sauce for $10 a piece <laughs> after one restaurant ran out. <laughs> There's a video of somebody stomping on a packet of sauce on the pavement and people running over to this mess and dipping their nuggets oh, in the pavement no. sauce. And there was, of course, the video of the day. You heard the audio just then. A guy jumping on the counter and screaming, Give me Szechuan sauce. I'm Pickle Rick. Wubba lubba dub dub. I'm Pickle Rick. I'm Pickle Re. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I will say this, though. It's not as bad as it could have been. I was pretty relieved, actually. Whoever greenlit the idea of releasing small quantities of quantities of sauce to certain locations is a fucking idiot. They were pretty close to having blood on their hands. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, that's, that's freaking naughty fans. In a nutshell, <laughs> basically. And the, the shit that they get up to and, uh, give the rest of us normie fans a uh, bad name. Um, yeah, so, Brad, you like Rick and Morty as well, right? Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I'm a fan of the show. I think it's very funny. Super fan? No, I'm not a super fan. I'm not. Nah. I'm Pickle Rick. I think it's fan. a really good show. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really good show. Smartly written. Very funny. Um, comedy's dark, but very, very humorous. You I, just like, don't want to be associated with the fan base. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just sit at home and watch it on Netflix. I don't want to be anywhere near anyone That's right. who wants to do that in public. That's right. It's as simple and as that. Season three, not as good as the first two seasons. Fight me. Oh, it was still Ooh. pretty good. Yeah, that's a big yeah, goal. I, I yeah, it. it was good, but not as good. Yeah, well, like any show, it's hard to keep up the pace. That's keep true. Up the, uh, the, the good stuff. But the way it shifts think- gears is pretty fucking crazy. Like that, you know, the doppelgangers or whatever you want to parallel Rick and Morty when they die and the thing and he mm. buries, buries himself. That, uh, that like, that yeah. was a fucking 
That was a got, moment. Got real dark real quick. Yeah, like it shifts gears real hard, but yeah, very, very funny show. And that's yeah, it is, that's, it is, that is pretty full of, on. That like is that. part of why I like it as well, is because it, you know, it can it's be cartoon and it, it gets yeah. dark like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really activates the almonds. <laughs> yes, I'm not gonna yeah. not gonna claim that I'm fucking a super genius just because I understand <laughs> it. Well, I mean, I am, but I'm not gonna claim it. You know? I mean, I assume I understand <laughs> it. Maybe I just think I understand it. I might be too retarded. <laughs> well, the other the other thing is that the three of us really like Rick and Morty so much that during our philosophy season, we mentioned them a few times and specifically yes. talked about a couple That's of the true. things that are in hmm. episodes, like going inside multiple universes, mm-hmm. universe inside another universe, inside another universe. Yeah. We talked about that. And we also talked about the, um, the idea of playing- uh, a game. Yeah, simulating a, a life. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it only takes five minutes, but in the game, you feel like you've lived an entire life. We talked about that. So, like, we're, we are big fans in that sense. We really do like the show and appreciate it, but I could never picture myself wearing, like, a Mr. Meeseeks t-shirt <laughs> and, like, yelling at people on yeah. the street when I see someone wearing another shirt. And yeah, like, it just, you just want to hold me. the show at arm's length. Like, don't let it get too close to you. Like, you like it, so you, you hold on to it. But, yeah. you know, arm's length. Arm's length, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you get that so, uh, um, Rick and Morty fan stink on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be associated with it. That's right. But, yeah, it is it is very funny, and it does deal with those sort of bigger issues. So, it's not just a bit of lols, but it also makes you think. But I, I go back... And watch episodes out of sequence, just like I'm like, oh, that was a really funny episode. I'm going to watch that again. Yeah. So, it's a sort of show that each episode is so different from every other episode that it, yeah, the episodes you can kind are of watch them as little. Mm. Yeah, you can watch them as like little self-contained short films, almost like. And mm. They don't really like. I mean, that's that's true of most sitcoms, like every Simpsons episode or everybody of episode everybody loves Raymond. Like the, mm. it, it resets at the end of the episode. Yeah, but. Um, you know, they're they're all kind of following. Yeah, there's still there's there's an overarching like story, but it's not. Um, yeah, it's sort of in the background. Yeah, yeah, and it's sort of they sort of follow a similar a similar a similar formula for every episode. Mm. Whereas Rick and Morty, it's like a totally random, weird episode out of nowhere mm. compared to everything else. So yeah, you can kind of watch them as totally standalone. Yeah, things. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we really like it, and I've been shitting on Rick and Morty fans a bit, but I really I do want to re- reiterate that I really like the show. It's just a few of the fans who give the fan base a bad name, but even then, you, like those people, you can't feel too bad for them. Like they're just hardcore fans who get all the jokes. And to be fair, you have to have a very high IQ to understand Rick and Morty. <laughs> the humor is extremely subtle, and without a solid grasp of theoretical physics. Most of the jokes will go over the typical viewer's head. <laughs> There's also Rick's nihilistic outlook, which is definitely woven into his characterization. His personal philosophy draws heavily from Narodnia Volya's literature, for instance. The fans understand this stuff. They have the intellectual capacity to truly appreciate the depths of these jokes, to realize they're not just funny. They say something deep about life. I hate this. As a consequence, people who dislike Rick and Morty truly are idiots <laughs> of course they wouldn't appreciate for instance the humor in rick's ex- existential catchphrase wubba lubba dub dub which itself is a cryptic <laughs> reference to turgenev's russian epic fathers and sons huh. i'm smoking right now just imagining one of those adult-hated simpletons scratching their heads in confusion as dan Harmon's genius wit unfolds itself on their television screens oh, no. what fools 
I pity them. And yes, by the way, I do have a Rick and Morty tattoo. <laughs> and no, you cannot see it. It's for the ladies' Listen eyes only. Listen how smug he's getting. And even then, they have to demonstrate that they're within five IQ points of my own, preferably lower, beforehand. <laughs> Nothing personal, kid. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, that's one of my favourite copy pastas of uh, all time. Morgs, you slid it's, into it's- that way too easily. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, uh, it's it's my second only to the Navy SEAL copy pasta. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Navy SEAL copy pasta is uh, great. The Navy SEAL is the best I, one. <laughs> I rewrote that Rick and Morty copy pasta to fit uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No, you did No. I did. Oh, really? Yeah. I only got like three upvotes on Reddit. It was not worth it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Don't waste of our time. <laughs> That's three hours. You're not getting back. <laughs> what was your, what was your um like uh, thing for the Wubba Lubba Dub Dub catchphrase? Uh, D's catchphrase. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she does say that a lot. Yeah, she actually. says that. Yeah, yeah, and she does with that high pitched voice. Yeah, yeah. There you go. No, that's fair enough. I I can see why you would spend a lot of time. Re- rewriting something like that, you know. To be fair, you have to have a very high IQ <laughs> to understand. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Listen to this motherfucker. Uh, you slide into smug so fucking well. That's just it. his natural state. Yeah, I know. I'm, no, I'm just a good actor. Mm, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have a high IQ to be a good actor. You have to be able to understand <laughs> character motivation. Oh, I might go next if you guys don't mind. All right, sure. Yeah, bang it out. Okay, so Juggalos. Oh, oh nice. Or the feminine Juggalette. <laughs> that's that's real. I didn't make that up. Very nice. Are uh, fans of Detroit-based horrorcore rap duo Insane Clown Posse, just like Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope of ICP. <laughs> now that's Shaggy with a number two. Dope. Yeah, yeah. Juggalos like to paint their faces like scary clowns. Mm. They wear clothes and jewelry emblazoned with the Hatchet Man. The logo of Insane Clown Posse's label, Psychopathic Records. <laughs> <laughs> they give each other Fago showers, spraying each other with cheap soft drink instead of champagne, and <laughs> they can be recognised from a distance by their catch cry, whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. Juggalos are just fans of ICP. <laughs> In 2011, the FBI designated Juggalos as a criminal gang, but I don't think that's fair. (laughs) Just because some criminals are Juggalos does not mean all Juggalos are criminals. (laughs) And any Juggalo who is a criminal obviously does not understand what being a Juggalo is all about. (laughs) (laughs) Despite sounding dark and scary, Insane Clown Posse's songs are about family and self-acceptance and are very (laughs) anti-crime. You're laughing, but that's true. I'm, I'm not Juggalos being- Juggalos are a fan base of peace. I'm not being facetious. They're certainly not 200 IQ. I really, really wanted to shit on Juggalos. At face so value, they seem ridiculous, and I thought it would be funny to lampoon them. But face I'm, paint value. But I'm- <laughs> Jesus. But I'm committed to bringing only the truest of facts to Brad as a bad person, so I can't, in good faith, make fun of them. I will give you this. Most juggalos are probably meth addicts, but that doesn't make them bad people. (laughs) 
They're just society's rejects who have found a community that accept, accepts them for who they are. Violent J and Shaggy Too Dope were white trash <coughs> losers growing up, and through their music have taught these people to ignore what other people think about them and believe in themselves. Would I want to hang out with them? Fuck no, they're very annoying. All they do is talk <laughs> about drugs and how much they love being juggalos. But they're not hurting anyone, so I think we should just leave them alone. I'm down with the clown till I'm dead in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> My knowledge of jugglers comes exclusively from uh, pop culture, media, and TV shows of with them featured in it, like uh, the Workaholics episode. Yeah, I did. The, I uh, did watch that episode of uh, <laughs> Workaholics in preparation for this. It is fairly accurate, um, oh, yeah. but it's it's the same thing. The the Guys in that show go in with a lot of misconceptions about jugglers. They think they're bad people. They discover that actually they're not that bad. They just like to paint their faces and listen to weird music. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah, more at about the end the- they bust out the nunchucks, but that's because they <laughs> fucked with their family. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more about the the community than the music, surely, because the music sucks. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's um. I did listen to some of it. I should have. I should have got a clip of one of their songs. Um, it's very nineties, early two thousands rap. Um, you know, not not what I'm into. But I guess there's some fans <laughs> of that type of music. But yeah, it's it's about the community. Um, you know, and like I said, it, their their songs are genuinely about like accepting yourself and um, like. It's it's a whole thing. All their songs are based around this concept of the dark carnival, which is like limbo, where your soul goes to judge, uh, be, goes to be judged after you die. Oh, it's a cult. Um, so, <laughs> so all their songs are about what you, you know, how you get judged and what you get judged on. So they're like against, you know, rape and murder and domestic violence and all that sort of thing. Where do magnets um, come into it? Fucking magnets. How do they work? Oh, I can't believe I didn't work that in there somewhere. Jesus yeah. Christ. I was waiting for it the whole time. I'm off the ball. Jesus. <laughs> That's my extent, the extent of my knowledge. To be of fair, you have to have a very high IQ to understand magnets. <laughs> yeah, these uh, juggalos are the opposite end of the IQ spectrum to... Uh, to Rick and Morty fans, they remind me. They remind me a lot of some people that we knew in high school. Actually, who weren't juggalos, but very well could have been juggalos if they'd been born in the Detroit area. Maybe they would have been. Yeah, um, but yeah, juggalos. Once a year, they get together um, at a music festival thrown by ICP called the Gathering of the Juggalos. Mm. Uh, mm. It's pretty much just three days of. I watched a documentary by Vice about it. It's just people. They're just all drug fucked and like yeah. they were interviewing these people that were just openly doing whippets. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> they had absolutely no shame. But at the same time, all they spoke about was like how good the community is and how they all support each other. Because yeah, um, they're constantly fucking high. Well <laughs> I love yeah. you, man. No, I think I think uh it would presumably be because they have a clearly defined in group that they're all together mm. and the rest of the world seems to either hate them or misunderstand them yeah. so that makes them an even tighter group so like yeah, they I think can so. really only trust each other and they feel a really strong bond with each other not just because they look the same and got the same That's right. makeup on but because they 
understand each other and no one else understands us so like we have to sit yeah close. exactly that's that's what i'm saying these people have been rejected by society anyway because they're fuck-ups they're losers they're drug addicts um you know they've got no employable skills anything like that so they're insane <laughs> Um, you know, they're already, (laughs) they're already at the bottom of society. So they sort of, this is something for them to latch onto and, and come together as a community of like-minded people who have been treated poorly by society as well. Um, and you know, I think good for them if they can, uh, find, find themselves a family that loves them and accepts them, then, uh, that's good. Way too Music's not good, but the, uh, the community (laughs) seems pretty wholesome. Do they have? They have a lot of numbers, jugglers. Is it like uh, ten to twenty thousand attend the gathering of the jugglers oh, every year? Whoa, fuck! Um, okay, and that's that's held that's in Illinois. So, um, yeah, it's people coming from all over the United States. So presumably, there's some that can't make it as well. So you'd say what? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And there'd be more there'd than be some expected. in other countries. Yeah, mm. yep. Fuck down with the clown. <laughs> Till you're in the ground. Till I'm dead in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's pretty big deal. Um, yeah, I re- you so guys have I'll- no idea. Like, it took me so long to write this because I just wanted to shit on them so uh. bad. <laughs> but they're actually just, you know, they're just nice people. Don't they like? They're doing their best, trying to get by. Refer yeah. to each other by like, like don't they have like a juggler name or something? Like yeah, they that? call like, each other ninjas. Like, yeah, but isn't it like? Like when some girl be like a murder bitch or something like that. Like, oh yeah, they all have yeah. yeah, they all have names like that. <laughs> they all awful. talk about they all talk about stabbing people and stuff. But they're, you know, family, they're man, harmless. Family. They're harmless. <laughs> Stab you with a fucking bottle opener or something. That's right. So what's what's this um a festival called again? Like the Gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> okay, so if you if you or just the gathering, the gathering for sure. If you either had to go to the Gathering of the Jugglers or a Rick and Morty convention, <laughs> what would you go to? <laughs> I'd go to the Rick and Morty convention. <laughs> um, I don't think you'd get through the door, mate. I'd feel a lot safer at the Rick and Morty convention, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I know- Jugglers. They're just good people. <laughs> they are, they they are good they're people, not, but it's not- still- they shouldn't be on the terror watch list. They're not bad. Oh, yeah, I don't want to get stabbed though, so I wouldn't go to the jug fest. Uh, jug fest. <laughs> I would be uh, on high alert the whole time I was there. There's always there's face. always a few bad apples. <laughs> just paint your face. You blend in. It's so hard to identify because all of them are wearing face paint. They have hatchet throwing competitions. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to catch a, a fucking loose hatchet in the back of the head. <laughs> Fuck it up. Oh, so probably not as friendly as uh, you were making them out to be, I would say. Friendly to each other. I, I think you would have to uh, earn your place with them before <laughs> they were earn friendly your face towards. paint, motherfucker. That's right. That's right. They were, uh, in the Vice documentary, they showed a few of them painting each other's faces and it was just with <laughs> cans of spray paint. <laughs> And the guy that had it done afterwards is like, ah, my eyes are kind of burning, but it's cool. (laughs) I feel it all lightheaded. (laughs) There's a reason these people have been rejected by society. (laughs) But they're just trying to get by. It's cheaper than whippets. That's right. (laughs) 
Oh shit. Um all right, so Brad, do you wanna do you wanna go next? Do you wanna yes. tell us about your friend? Yes, yes. Uh so I've I chose Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <can> spray paint <laughs> <laughs> So fucking stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Give me a second. Okay. <laughs> My, My fandom is nearly as fucking retarded as that. Wow. I'll be we'll the judge, judge of that. that. So, right. so I picked Potterheads. What's a, what's a Potterhead, Bradley? The fans, diehard fans of the Harry Potter franchise. Oh. Books, movies, or both? All, all three. All of it. Mm. All three. Yeah, any other medium, I'm just going to call three. Because um, oh, I got, yeah. you know, stage plays and everything now. Yeah, pretty much. Lockins are all over it. Anyway, let me give, you, give you the rundown. <sighs> the literary landscape was changed in June 1997 by a divorced mother of one when Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was released, penned by J.K. Rowling between 1990 and 1997. The first book was released with a meagre printing of a 1,000 copies, 500 of which were distributed to local libraries across the UK. Shortly thereafter, Bloomsbury Publishing was inundated with requests for more copies, and the world's obsession with this franchise began. The rights to publish the first book were auctioned off to Scholastic in the US, and despite its inexplicable name change from the Philosopher's Stone to the Sorcerer's Stone, the book was a raging success there as well. In total, the seven-book franchise would go on to sell over 500 million copies. Wow. Making it the highest-selling book series of all time. To put this in perspective, the next highest-selling book franchise of all time is... Do you want to have a guess before I say it? Twilight? The Bible. Wrong. Goosebumps. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, by R.L. Stein. That sold 350 million copies across 62 books. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of books that do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For even, they suck. For even more insight. You take that back. Yeah, take it back, man. No, I mean, they were good when I was, when I was younger, but I picked up one the other day and started reading it, and I was like, this fucking sucks. Well, they're yeah, not written you're not for 20-somethings. Yeah. Anyway, for even more insight into just how wildly popular Harry Potter is, George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series has sold a paltry 90 million copies. Oh, wow. Yeah, so more than five times more. Probably um, won't sell a single copy more since uh, season eight ended. <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to be buying it. Still not that over co- that fucking Benioff and Weiss, those motherfuckers. <laughs> I need that clue. Ten years of my fucking life. <laughs> Wasted. Anyway, the success... <laughs> Don't blame that on Game of Thrones. Okay, <laughs> the success spawned movies and those movies spawned attractions. Those attractions formed entire theme parks and all the while people devoured whatever they could get their hands on. Wizarding World, the collective media franchise that encompasses everything Harry Potter related, is now one of the loud, largest media franchises in the world with an estimated value of more than $31 billion. So, how did this woman on benefits, she was on benefits when she wrote Harry Potter, fucking doll bludges. Um, <laughs> Money well spent. How did she create one of the largest media franchises of all time and in the process become a billionaire herself? The answer is her rabid fans. Potterheads, as they refer to themselves, are people who devoutly follow the writings of Rowling. Rowling, sorry. The book franchise is something is it, akin- Is it Rowling or Rowling? J.K. Rowling, Rowling. Uh, I'm not know. sure. 
I've never known because you you said railing. Sorry, you said rolling first. Yeah, and, and then, then, just, and then I can, you corrected yourself. Yeah, I'll go with rolling just for okay. for consistency. Probably doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. yeah, rolling along. <laughs> the book franchise is something akin to a biblical text. Uh, coincidentally, one of the few things to sell more copies of her series is the Bible. It's not a series itself, so that's why it's not the highest. She plagiarized the Bible, mm-hmm. though. Really, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Well, if you'd let me finish. <laughs> um, by the way, Bob has sold four billion copies for anyone who's interested. Um, that all? Some of them, some of the major themes that are addressed in the book series are that of death, depression, isolation, joy, and sadness. But overall, a resilience to stand up in the face of overwhelming odds and defeat evil. Right? <laughs> Rowling, being a stronger Christian at the time of writing the books, drew heavily on the Bible, and as such, it's easy to see the similarities. Um, in fact, she wanted to keep her Christian nature a secret, um, just so that people wouldn't understand where the books were going. If they knew that she was a devout Christian, they would have been able to tell that Harry was going to die and then rise. I think it's pretty obvious. Spoiler alert. It's been like 10 years. Anyone who hasn't read it can get fucked. Snape kills Dumbledore. (laughs) What? (laughs) Her worshippers (laughs) received teaching through the Pottermore, her teachings through the Pottermore website, a website that has actively changed the canon of the books, and her sermons are delivered through her Twitter feed, (laughs) where she often rants incoherently about many things not Harry Potter related. Despite the book still enrapturing many young children to this day, a large number of people in their 20s and 30s have grown up on her literature and now attend the Church of Rowling as I have deemed it. <laughs> I myself mm-hmm. was a big fan of the books when I was younger, but as I've grown, mm-hmm. I've moved on Me from too. the idea of witches and wizards. And I can appreciate the books for what they are. A wonderful series of children's books that I will more than uh, certainly encourage my children to read. I went into this episode looking for crazy things, doing unbelievable shit, and it seems that outside of the cringy themed weddings, parties, and god-awful tatties, <laughs> there, aren't out- there aren't any outstanding cases. No maniacs demanding Szechuan sauce or hordes of obnox- obnoxious people claiming their fandom is too high IQ for most people. <laughs> Rather, just fans of a series that brought some magic into their lives when they were younger. That being said, there is a problem with the franchise, but it's not the fans. It's the writer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Harry Potter Agreed. and its success gave Rowling a soapbox from which he could chastise and virtue signal. The Church of Rowling, I referred to earlier, should be considered a distinct and separate entity from the Potterheads. It's not comprised of fans of the franchise, rather people who would like to attribute motive where none is, alter the canon of children's books to suit their own political agenda, and just be all-round cunts. <laughs> oh. Despite not having done anything relevant since 2007, Rowling acts like she is the voice of several <laughs> generations and is doing her best to ruin a much-loved series. All I can say is that it really applies to any fandom or religion for that matter. If you're not hurting anyone and you keep your cringy shit to yourself, you do you, boo. Keep your extremists <laughs> to the fringe, and if they start going mainstream, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> That's it. That's 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 Potterheads. <laughs> I think if it's if it's not in the book, it's not canon. It doesn't count. Exactly. That being said, though, um, <laughs> that's not the problem. She's she's like contradicting stuff that is in the books. Mm. Yeah, I know. Like the yeah, no, but that's what I mean. Like you read the books, and if it's in the books, it's it's there. And if it's not, then don't worry about what she says. That's how I take. Well, the the, the Pottermore website they claim because it's updated by. Uh, rolling herself, rolling herself, and um, you know, who stuff that's authorized by her. They they mm. they claim it's all canon. Like that's yeah. called uh, that's mm. called word word of God in yeah. uh, internet discussion circles. When yeah, so she, actual she goes on there and comments on something. changes the the canon of the books and says, you know, this is now canon. Um, 
and you know a lot of it's minor stuff to flesh out characters and stuff like that but you know there's been some big ones like she's alluded to the fact that Hermione despite being described as you know a ginger white girl is could actually be you know a black girl which I mean I wouldn't have a problem with a black girl but she I'm pretty she's sure described the tweet, her as elsewhere so. pretty sure the tweet said that uh, she never actually said Hermione was white and she loves the idea of her being black and then she got a bunch of replies of her describing Hermione with pale white skin. Mm. I, 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 and she's she's got red hair. Yeah. And also, like, the whole Draco Malfoy talking about how she's a mudblood and stuff like that, that gets really dark. Yeah. <laughs> turns out that she's not. Oh, the whole, the whole mudblood thing is incredibly racist, as is. Yeah. Yeah, it's the mastery stuff. It's supposed to be an allusion mm. to Nazi Germany. Exactly, exactly. The whole racial purity mm. thing. But yeah, if, if Hermione's black, then surely Draco Malfoy would have been like, and also you're black. So, <laughs> <laughs> he would have been like a racist in the wizarding sense, but then probably in the normal yeah. sense. Yeah. Surely. The yeah, well, you would um, think so. I mean, and like I, I found a Reddit discussion on this that was like thousands of comments long, and they were going through specific instances where uh, Rowling... Um, makes it a point to point out a character as being not white because it's not the typical. Um, yeah, that's right. It's not what you character picture. you expect, given um, you know where the book was set or whatever. But yeah. basically, yeah. every time that there's a character of any kind of you know a darker skin or a different appearance, she makes sure to point it out in the character's observations and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, um, again, I don't mind you fleshing out characters, but going back and trying to like she made. Uh, Vernon Dursley, who's like Harry Potter's evil uncle or whatever, they made him a a Brexiter and said that he would have voted oh, for what? Trump and shit like that. Yeah, like she said that that's like that he was evil. Uh, and it's like he took he took in a kid, you know. He, he was a bad dude, uh, like he was an asshole. Yeah, but at the same time, he didn't just kick the kid out on the streets, did he? No, no, he didn't. It's not a terrible guy. You don't have to assign a political motive to him. It's like he is what he is. Didn't she say um, Dumbledore was gay and a lot of people got upset about that? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of alluded to in the books. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think think that's kind of hinted at in the books that Dumbledore's gay. Which, again, I I don't have a problem with fleshing your characters. It's when you go in and start assigning political motives to people and start saying, you know, to use it as it is, like, oh, this person's bad in the book, so... These people must be bad outside of life. People who want to remain or they want to exit the European Union, they have their own reasons for doing it. It doesn't mean them definitely exit. It's not a moral. Yeah, look, I'm with exit as well, but I'm just saying it's not a it's not a moral thing. If you know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's get, just the idea that like it's not yeah. a judge of character. And, yeah, it's they've got Every- their own reasons. But, I mean, she's written children's books, and yeah. that is kind of a childish way to look at the world, that everybody I disagree with is an evil person, yeah. and everybody who's bad is uh, on the other side, you know? Like, I mean, she's very left-wing, but, you mm-hmm. know, there's been plenty of left-wing people do some really, really yeah. horrible stuff, and, you know, all the, Hitler. the sex stuff on in Hollywood <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just like, you, no, no side has a monopoly on morality yeah. and when you start saying like oh this guy's bad and yeah. therefore he would have voted for trump it's like well you know <laughs> trump's anti-war so is he that bad yeah that just that just no, makes that, me and think that's what Vernon I mean. dursley's a good guy yeah it's like well just all, all i'm saying is like all she needs to do is just fucking stop just leave it your books maybe Vernon dursley is just an absolute meme lord and that's why he would have voted for trump <laughs> Just loves the bands. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, the, the the Potterheads are not without sin themselves. Um, 
the worst thing that they do, by far, is write erotic fan fiction. Oh, Jesus. So, allow me oh, to yeah. read you a small excerpt Yep. Uh, from one, said, uh, one such fan fiction, all right? Lots of wand puns, I'm assuming. Mm, well, we'll what's, see. What's what's this fan fiction called, Brad? Uh, I it it was called Harco. Okay, so it's not my portmanteau of Harry and Draco. Oh God! <laughs> it's called Harry Potter. <laughs> you wit. Um, I'll just set it's the called scene Potter. because I it was know several it. pages long, and I'm just taking a, a single scene. We're in Borgen and Burke's uh, shop in Nocturne Alley, and Harry is hiding in the cupboard, much the way he did in the book. All right, for anyone who's familiar with the books. Jerking off in the cupboard. (coughs) 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 All right. (laughs) The Weasleys took their family to buy various needful things. Whilst waiting outside one of the shops, Harry saw Draco and his father sneaking into Nocturne Alley. (laughs) Under his cloak, he followed them into Borgen and Burke's and hid in the cupboard. Hoping that they had not sensed him as they entered the dingy shop, it was stuffy inside the cupboard, so Harry removed the cloak. Draco soon became bored listening to his father's haggling with the shop owner and wandered about looking at things. However, he did reach the cupboard and pried the door open. Potter, he breathed. What are you doing in this cupboard? Shall I tell my father you are hiding here and spying on him, or would you prefer to do a deal? Mr. Melvoy was still arguing (laughs) with Boylgood. Always a perk. Harry weighed up his options and decided the deal, whispering his acquiescence to the younger Malfoy. Oh, no. <laughs> well, are you going? What are you waiting for? Show me. Draco's grey eyes glowed maliciously. Oh, no. The prospect of having the having Draco handling his dick excited oh. Harry's hormones. <laughs> so by the time his fly was open, there was a sufficiently hard cock for Draco to play with. Oh. <laughs> Draco reached in and popped Harry's top button and his jeans descended to the floor. God. (laughs) Next, he pulled at Harry's over-large undershorts and they followed. Harry felt dreadfully exposed, but dare not protest in case he was heard. Not only did Draco stroke his brunette's cock, I don't know what that is, but he felt his balls as well. Just as Draco was getting into his stride, his father called to him to leave. Bother. I think I'll tell him anyway. He'd like to know your score. Please, oh, no, geez. please. Harry's scarlet end was bobbing to his heartbeat. Oh, oh, come on. Promise to let me play with it on the train back to school then. Draco gave Harry's cock helmet a twizzle stroke. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Harry gasped at the sensation and had little option but to agree. Yes, Malfoy, you can finish me off then. Fine. Oh, <laughs> you are hiding in an oath cabinet. You can't get out of this one, Potter. Draco <laughs> ran off because he saw his father becoming annoyed. Harry drew his clothes on, zipped up, and escaped to meeting Hagrid. End scene. Oh, God. <laughs> poetry. I can't believe there wasn't a Slytherin part. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but to be what fair, this, to Romeo this, and Juliet. this thing was like 20 pages long. He could have easily had a multiple Slytherins. I just took one little excerpt of it because I didn't want it to go forever. But, ugh. There's a really good Harry Potter fan fiction called My Immortal that um, <laughs> the internet historian voiced with, uh, I think it was Sorrow TV. Oh, uh, yeah. Look that up on YouTube. I think it's on in- internet historian incognito mode, his second channel. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's, it's well worth a watch. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, this this is the sort of stuff, Brad, that you're talking about that is really just gives a fan base a bad name. Like yeah. the mm. 
the sex stuff, the sex fan fiction is bad. But like, there's so much cringy Harry Potter stuff. It's just people way over the top with it, and you know, theme parties and theme weddings, like you're saying. It's just, it's like, yeah, I like the books as well. Yep. You know, good. Read them. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's alright for uh, kids to dress up, but when you're in your twenties or your thirties, like you push it. What uh, what houses would you guys be in? Well, let's just save that for later. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, that sounds good. Foreshadowing. Um, yeah, I probably would have been in Gryffindor because that's where all the smart guys go. I think. No, yep. that's Ravenclaw, you idiot. <laughs> What's that, Ravenclaw? Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty badass name. I think Ravenclaw's the coolest name. <laughs> Look how quick you changed you. I'm. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not loyal. I'm not a Gryffindorian. That's that's loyalty, isn't it? Uh, that's what they're about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bravery. Yeah. I'm a Hufflepuff through and through. <laughs> It's just gonna be good. Alright, uh, anyway, that's, yeah, that's, that's Harry Potter right there. And the Potter. Yeah, no, nah, I. So, again, Harry Potter, excellent. Yeah, excellent uh, book. books. Yeah. The, TV, the, the movies are fine as well. Hmm. I mean, I think the movies are pretty good. And, yeah, it's, it's, you know, just, just enjoy stuff. You don't have to force it on everybody you know as well. You don't have to just, just enjoy be so it. fucking awkward that people don't want to be around you. That's, I like the books, like, didn't like the movies. Oh. You didn't like the movie? Nah, they left too much out, but at the same time went on for way too long. It's, um, you know. I, oh, I, they I did the classic. The books, the, the movies just can't convey as much as the books can in the same amount of time, I think. No, but that's like anything mm. which has a really big scope like that, like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones and stuff. There's just too much mm. to do. Game of Thrones is a TV show. They so could they have do done heaps. Game of Thrones properly. They had plenty of time. <laughs> they had plenty Why of fucking money. Why did you Game of Thrones? He's going to fucking but go. But no, probably. they had to cut it off because they wanted to go do Star I mean, Wars. You think you think of Lord of the Rings, though. That's three volumes, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And it was three movies. Mm. Like, they could have been a yeah. TV show. And like, then uh, The Hobbit, which is smaller than any of them, they made into three movies on its own. Yeah, I know. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. But Harry Potter did the classic uh, end of a franchise money grab, which is turn the last one into two movies. Two movies, which yeah. Hunger Games did. It was like Twilight. an 800-page book. The though. Avengers did that. Yeah, I know. But they could have made five, six, and seven all double parters then yeah, if they wanted they to. Could. And in hindsight, they probably should have because they would have made fucking dickless amount. They probably could have made all um, of the movies two parters, to be fair, and not left everything out. <laughs> 14 movie franchise. That'd be fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but- out of out of all the kids franchises, Harry Potter is clearly better than Twilight and oh. Hunger Games. And oh, I don't think ones, Twilight's so. a kids franchise. Mm, yeah, a tween. Yeah, tween, tween, yeah tween, tween, tweens. Yeah, I think they're all kind of tweeny. Yeah. yeah, same with the Hunger Games. It's like tweeny. I think well. I was twelve when I started reading Harry Potter. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it was grade six. Last yeah, one was- came out when I was eighteen. Yeah, last one came out while we were in high school, and I read it in an entire weekend. And I was just like, when I finished reading it, I was like, "Yeah." I read the whole thing in <laughs> an afternoon because one of our friends told me that he was going to read it and spoil it for me. <laughs> so uh, I just I, I read the whole thing in like four hours. <laughs> oh god, I'm a slow reader, so it, it took me a long time to read it. Mm. it took like the whole weekend. <sighs> Good shit. Or then. a day. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, um, Morgan's Movie disputed. Review. Disputed. Morgan! 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 Morgan's Movie Review. All right, in honor of large fandoms and our uh, musician at the start of the show, I've done a movie about the Beatles called Yesterday. Oh, this was in 2019. still in the movies, uh, the last time I saw it was, anyway. 
Yeah, it's a movie about a struggling musician who gets into an accident and wakes up into a world where the Beatles never existed. Mm. The ability to plagiarise the Fab Four, of course, shoots him to instant stardom. Suddenly, he is touted as the greatest songwriter of all time, and the legend of Jack Malik spreads far and wide. Just like the Strokes, he is seen as the saviour of rock and roll before ever releasing a record. (laughs) And also, just like the Strokes, the hype is real. Malik's first <laughs> album, Malik's first album rivals "Is This It" for the greatest debut album of all time. Uh, this movie is billed as a romantic comedy. That means there isn't enough music for it to be a musical, but there is enough music to satisfy Beatles fans. Himesh Patel does a great job as Jack Malik, wonderfully playing stripped-down ballads of piano on piano and acoustic guitar, as well as heavier versions of Beatles songs in concert, like Back in the USSR and Help. I particularly enjoyed his version of Help, which was fast and grungy, almost like a punk version of the Beatles classic. I would say Yesterday is similar to Across the Universe, in that it is a movie for Beatles fans only. If you don't love John, Paul, George and Ringo, then the whole thing will feel entirely sycophantic. The fawning will make you puke your fucking guts up. (laughs) But if you were like Shannon and I, who went to the movies to see this, and you love the Beatles, especially Paul, who is clearly the most talented and handsome Beatle by far, don't at me, <laughs> then, you've, then you've got yourself a pretty decent 7 out of 10 movie to watch. 7 out of 10. Oh, times. nice. Nice. Actually, speaking of recent movies about, you know, music, I saw Rocket Man the other day. That was that was a good movie, the one based yeah. on Elton John's life, yeah. I like uh, Taron Egerton. He was really good in Kingsman. Yeah. So uh, yeah. he um he sang all the songs in that movie, in the movie himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, didn't write them though. Would have thought they'd just <laughs> they'd just dub out and jump Neither songs the guy over from yesterday though. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I thought they'd dub it over with Elton John songs. But mm. no, apparently he performed all the songs. There's himself. a lot of movies like that coming out at the moment, mm. actually, because they did that uh, one about Queen as well. Bohemian yeah, Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. yeah. Interesting and, trend. Um, some other one as well. But yeah, it's uh, yeah they'll, they'll have to do that for all the big ones now because it's a proven formula. Yeah. Just think- like superhero movies is a proven formula. And now we get 30 superhero movies a year. <laughs> We're going to also have biopics of every musician. So David Bowie's going to get oh, one. Sure. Elvis Presley's going to get another one. Can we, can we have a stab okay. at what they'll all call? All four of the Beatles. What, what do you reckon they'll call Bowie's biopic movie? You know, like- Starman. Starman, yeah, Ziggy. Yeah. Do you think um, the person who pitched the idea for this movie yesterday, they just watched Back to the Future and were thinking about that scene <laughs> where uh, Michael J. Fox <laughs> plays the Chuck Berry song before it's been written? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, what if we made a whole movie out of this? <laughs> yeah. No, it did. It, it had those sort of tropes in the movie where, you know, some something big changes that changes the world yeah. and like all the lights go out across the world at one point and stuff like that and then so that's like the the time when our universe stops and then we switch into the parallel right, universe right, right, so right. kind of those sort of cringy moments and stuff like that and um yeah there was this recurring joke where he kept having to google things because he'd say something and no one would know what it meant so he was in a world where the beatles never existed but also other things didn't exist um, so, Google existed, but the Beatles didn't. Yeah, Googling existed. Okay. Yeah. okay. Interesting. Yeah. And it, it was it was pretty funny, but it wasn't amazing. <laughs> it was it was a seven. I, I get that. Good, good solid yeah, seven. Yeah, solid seven. <laughs> solid seven. Yeah. Nice. nice. 
Uh, uh, do you want to smash out your power rankings? I do. Brad's Power Rankings. All right, boys. So this week, Hogwarts House is ranked. Right. Yeah, you're gonna upset me, aren't you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> top five, top four. So is it, is it top five? It's top four. There's no. There's only four. <laughs> but I've got a made, special little thing at the end for couldn't you. Couldn't have so made okay. Muggles like number five or something. Or well, the Squibs. <laughs> the Squibs are even, oh, even worse than Muggles. <laughs> not a house, mate. All right. Is number four the best? They or couldn't the worst? be. Number four is the worst, and number one is the best. All right. The worst best, and then it goes up to the best yeah, best. Yeah, exactly. Lockley. Right, cool. Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> don't fucking so pull number, me into this. I don't know what you're talking about. Number four. <laughs> you can, by the way, because this is a, you know, there's only four and you're ranking mm. them, you can do a power gap if you need to. Oh, uh, well, I, I haven't included a power gap, but okay, it's fine. You'll, you'll know how I feel. Uh, number four, yeah. Hufflepuff. Get out. Nah. Fuck Hufflepuff. What? It's a house for all the losers, and you know it. How I is number it. four not you've Slytherin? All, you've all been thinking it. Don't at me. So, while we're on it, <laughs> Cedric Diggory got what was coming. Fuck that guy. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah, you heard me. You heard me, boys. You heard me. All right. This is, he did th- These power rankings are garbage. Number how three. Are, how is the house of literal wizard Nazis not the worst house? You'll see. <laughs> number three. Slytherin. There you go. Ah. Honestly, I just don't care either way about this house. Evil what? people, blah, blah, blah. The sigil is pretty sick, but there's no honeys, and thanks to the average casting in the movies, it, thanks to the average casting in the movies, so they're just meh. They're just nothing. I don't give a shit about them. Either way. All right. <laughs> That's why they're number three. There you go. That should be Hufflepuff, if anything. No, Hufflepuff's full of fucking about. losers. Cedric Diggory was a cunt. He's number four. All right. Number two. Ravenclaw. If Cho Chang wasn't such a mopey cunt, she might have been able to push Ravenclaw to the top spot. <laughs> um, that, and it's got a pretty decent house sigil. So, there you go. Number two. Simple. Clearly the best house name. Mm. Ravenclaw. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Uh, number one, Gryffindor. Purely based on the spiciness of the ladies from the movie series. Ginny Hermione, the hot Patil twin, Lavender Brown, all high caliber tail. There you go. Done. <laughs> I've done it. They're all sorted. I'm sm- I've smashed to it because I've got an interactive live sorting for us boys. So we're going to find oh. out what house we'd actually oh. be. Okay. So Very nice. I went over. To I just want to go ahead website. and say that those power rankings were atrocious. They are 100% accurate and anyone who has a problem with them nah, can go for it. You didn't themselves. get a single one of them in the right spot. Uh, I got them all in the right spots. Uh, everyone. What's number one for Gryffindor. you? Like Hufflepuff. Ravenclaw. <laughs> well, we're going to find out, boys. Anyway, so I went over to the Pottermore website. I made myself an account, well, made us uh-huh. an account, uh, using the Brad as a bad person. Yeah, I, I, I did see that email <laughs> earlier in the week, and I thought, ah, I'll, I see what Brad's doing. Yeah, so uh, I decided to go with a, a British name. So our, our name is Dickin' Me Cunt, okay? So <laughs> anyone wants to find Oh, that on? makes sense now. <laughs> the email was addressed, hi, Dickin'. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on there? Uh, <laughs> you should have been Benedictin my counterbatch. <laughs> I was just not 200 IQ apparently. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's let's get this underway. Uh, I haven't done this before, so I honestly have no idea how long it's going to take. But the first Fantastic. question is: Dawn or dusk? <laughs> Good boys? preparation. Dawn or dusk? And we've got to come to a unanimous decision here. Uh, dusk. Yeah, dusk. 
All right, dusk it is. All right. One of your housemates has cheated in a Hogwarts exam by using a self-spelling quill. Now he has, he has he's the top of the class in charms, beating you into second place. Professor Flitwick is suspicious of what happened. He draws <laughs> you to one side after the lesson and asks you whether or not your class your classmate used a forbidden spell. What do you do? Oh, tell Professor that Flitwick in. or tell Professor Flitwick he should ask your classmate. So dob on him or instantly. Snitch? Morgs, yeah. you snitch? Nah, stitches get snitches. No way. Not snitching. Uh, I'm going to go with snitch for Fuck the law. the authority. Yeah. Ah. The golden snitch well, is you- the highest valued ball, Morgan. Actually, sorry, boys. There's a third option, which is don't even wait for him to come ask you. Go tell him immediately. No. Snitch. No. Oh, wait. Or- yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, snitch immediately. Okay, snitch me. And then there's also lie and say you don't know. Yeah, that's a good option, too. Lie and say you don't know? All right, we'll go with that. Let's go all four. All right. If you could have any power, which would you choose? The power to read minds, the power to change nah. the past, the power of invisibility, nah. the power nah. to speak to animals, superhuman yeah. strength, or nah. change your appearance at will. Speak to animals. Red minds. Oh, we're split here. I would go the power of invisibility. Oh. Uh, you got to choose between what Lachlan and I had. Mm, okay. Uh, no, nah, invisibility is good. Let's get that. Okay, <laughs> visibility it is. Which would you rather you could be? hang out with animals. Would you rather be liked, words? trusted, feared, envied, <laughs> imitated, or praised? Feared, imitator. I'm going with feared as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. What kind of instrument most pleases your ear? The piano, the drum, the violin, or the trumpet? Piano. Yeah, piano. Oh, piano as well. So we got all three. Who would there. go trumpet? If you're attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take with you? Oh, fuck, there's like 20 options here. Barn owl. owl, Harlequin toad, Ginger owl. cat, Tawny owl. owl. There's different owls. Oh, what? Cat. Dragon toad. Six hours later. You do this by yourself, Brad, so you know whether it takes two minutes or it takes fucking 40 minutes. <laughs> What's wrong I with you? it'd be like 10 questions, Max. Like a, Why? Why did you think like that? Like what? This is like your first segment attempt all over again. It's just My so poorly planned. Good, all right? Black or white? No, no. White. Well, you gotta ex- we you go. gotta execute the plan properly. I honestly didn't think it. Was- no, we're done. So fuck you. <laughs> and guess what? We're Ravenclaw. Ah, that's yes. bullshit. You're literally one question Success. away. All you had nah. to do was shut the fuck up for one question. I demand yeah, a recount. You didn't say, Brad. You didn't say this is a five-minute quiz. It's gonna. We got seven questions. I assume it's that it's four or five minutes. From a fucking kids' website. <laughs> you just said, "Here's a question." Oh, this one's got twenty options. That doesn't bode well for the rest of the fucking quiz, Brad. No, it had twenty options for that quit that one question. Yeah, I know. The person who's writing it clearly doesn't have any concerns about writing. Long All you had to do was not be autistic for one more question, and you just couldn't help yourself. Anyway, we're Ravenclaw. Brad. You should love me as I am. I do. If you can't handle me at my worst, <laughs> you don't deserve me at my best. So apparently we're Ravenclaw, second best house. Not too bad. It could have been Gryffindor, but you know. I disagree with everything about this segment. <laughs> too fucking bad. That's funny because... Best house. So Brad is a bad person, is officially Ravenclaw, and you're a part of that, Lachlan, so... No. I'm there leaving. we go. I quit. <laughs> oh! Oh! Ravenclaw! Claw! <laughs> Some fan bases have names, like um, the Hulkamaniacs, like I said before, or Lady Gaga. She calls her fans the little monsters. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what should we call our fans of Brad is oh, Bad Person? Oh. Please tell me you have an idea, because I have no idea. Um, I got a couple. All right. 
retards because they'd have to be fucking retarded to keep listening to us every week. <laughs> that is so uncalled for. I'm joking. I love our fans. Mm-hmm. I say it at the end of every episode. Go ahead. We'll see this with some, some good, good suggestions. Right. Well, one of them I had was eggheads. No. Nope. Because um, they're smart, number one. Uh, I like eggs, number two. <laughs> and number, th- number three, they're always egging you on to be a bad person. Oh, right? So, triple meaning to our egg thing here. And um, Shannon, my girlfriend Shannon came up with a, um, a good one too. She said they should be called the button pushes. Button pushes. Because of After the, our episode. Yeah, our episode on pushing the button. The button. <laughs> <laughs> and also pushing buttons means annoying people. Yeah. Yes. That was more where I was going with this, but... Uh... Hmm. Right, what do you got? I got nothing. Beat it. I got nothing. The Raven Claws? Uh, the Ravens. The Ravens. <laughs> the Fighting Mongooses. Flying Hellfish. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Mongooses or Mongeese? Let us let us know what you think. Uh, tweet us or hey, Facebook us or, uh, you know. Tell us what you want us to refer to you as because <laughs> once it's decided, it is set in stone. Yeah, no changes. Please don't make the it be eggheads. <laughs> Call it the bad guys or the baddies. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we, we appreciate your listenership. Mm-hmm. Uh, please continue to listen to us. Um, if you head to bradisbadperson.com, you'll find a list of all our old episodes. You'll also find links to everywhere you can listen to us, subscribe to us. You'll find links to all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can get in touch with us there. You can tweet us, uh, direct messages, slide into our DMs on Instagram. Send us a Facebook message. Send us an email, bradisbadperson at gmail.com. Just, you know, let us know what's going on in your lives. We want to hear about you. You hear about uh, hear enough about us. We want to hear about you. Yeah, we um, also take letters by our mail. So. If you'd like to support us, uh, <laughs> you can... Uh, you know, buy us a beer. We've uh, got a PayPal, paypal.me slash person. or you can also rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us out a lot as well. Uh, and share this episode with your friends because the more people that listen, the more people that we can spread our subliminal messaged propaganda to and uh, slowly take over this godforsaken world. <laughs> Stop talking. Thank you again for listening. Join us next week where we talk about uh, the conspiracy that is the global elites eating babies. <laughs> I only tell you smart friends as well because, you know, yeah. to be fair, you have to have a IQ podcast. to understand Brad is a bad person. The humor is extremely subtle and without a solid grasp of theoretical philosophy, <laughs> most of the jokes oh will go over the viewer's head. There's also Lachlan's nihilistic outlook, which is definitely woven into his characterization. His personal philosophy draws heavily from someone else. The fans understand this stuff. They have the intellectual capacity to truly appreciate the depths of these jokes. To realize they're not just funny, they say something deep about podcasts. As a consequence, people who dislike Brad as a bad person truly are idiots. <laughs> of course, they wouldn't appreciate, for instance, the humour of Brad's existential catchphrase. Roll it on in now. <laughs> <laughs> catchphrase. You say that, not me. <laughs> I listened to your first segment attempt the other yeah. day, and every, every line you're like, roll it on in. 
Yeah, I stopped doing it, and then you started doing it. You stopped doing, doing it. it. No, you stopped doing it as soon as I started playing it. Yeah. Which is itself a cryptic reference to <laughs> something else. <laughs> something else. Nothing personal, kid. I hope he's a gentleman. Maybe he will.